Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. Like I need a friend. Won't you come and sit in my windowsill? so glad you're here today. Thank you. If this is your first time joining me in the windowsill, welcome. And if you have been here a while, welcome back. Today, I am joined by the wonderful artist and illustrator, Gabriella Buckingham. Gabriella has been creating beautiful paintings to grace walls all over the world with a riot of color since 1990, along with inspiring budding artists to follow their desires for their own painting. Through her online courses and mentoring students, she can help them realize that beyond the practical how-tos, there are no rules. Her students feel the excitement of their own power to choose what to explore in the way they want to. They become braver, discovering their own art without comparison, and fall in love with their own potential. Gabriella has two teenagers and lives with her freelance photographer husband near the sea in North Norfolk, England. She's currently studying human design and has been able to make many connections between her design type and creative being. And one thing that I just really admire about Gabriella is how she embraces what she does. And she she kind of flows with it. Like she tries new things. She starts new classes. She she has this wonderful way of doing something where she'll kind of test it. You can join in and kind of help her learn. And she just makes it the best it can be for her students. And I just love that so much. Here's a few of the things we discuss today. We talk about Gabriella's creative path, the loneliness that often comes with being a solo creative business owner, why you can't take things personally in business, which we all need reminders of, how to find the right people to get in front of and how to get noticed, which is my most frequently asked question. Human design, what it is and how it works, getting comfortable with the unknown and giving yourself some space. We talk about Gabriella's courses and offerings and where she intends to spend her time this year. We also chat about the never-ending personal voyage of discovery. So grab your paint water or your Procreate or your walking shoes and join us. I'm so glad you're here and can learn a little bit more about the lovely Gabriella Buckingham. Gabriella, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks very much for having me. It's a real treat. Oh my gosh, it's a real treat for me too. You're one of those people that I just, every once in a while, wish I could just skip over and see what you're doing, pop into the studio, have a cup of coffee. 
It's funny because I was just looking at it. I've actually got a, a map down from my attic, one of those giant ones that covers an entire wall. Oh, yeah. And I was just looking to find out exactly where Vashon was. <laughs> and um, I'd also Googled it and I'd put directions in just for fun. And I put my postcode in and it said, can't find a way. <laughs> it's so far. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you different directions. I have loved watching you grow and been a fan of what you do for so long. And and the very exciting thing to me is that it's what you do is more and more accessible. I feel like you went through a time where you were doing some kind of soul searching. What kind of artist do I want to be? Absolutely. And can you talk yeah. a little bit about like yeah. your how you got to where you are now right it's a long story because I'm in my 50s now but um when I left school I was did a foundation course as you do in England um quite often before you go to art college and at that time I was sort of thinking how, do, how I'm going to make a living as an artist as you often do when you're very young yes and um I went for graphic design because I heard that you could earn 25,000 a year with graphic design <laughs> so I thought well that's a good that's a good prospect you know so I did that um, but uh, into the second year, I was doing lots of oil paintings of flowers to go with this brochure that we were supposed to be designing. And uh, I got told off for not doing typography. Oh. And I suddenly realised then that this is not the right thing for me. I don't want to be doing this. So I just said, I've got to speak to the illustration tutor. And I had another interview and they said, well, why do you want to do illustration? And I said, I've just got to, I've just got to. And that was it really. And they all kind of looked at each other and said, shall we let her? So that's what I did. And I, I actually, when I left art college, I was doing portraits of people. So mm. quite realistic, but, but watercolour style. And um, I did romantic fiction illustration then. Wow. And then I started doing, um, I got employed doing Christmas cards for two years really? in um, a Hatfield business. It was called International Greetings. Mm -hmm. So I was creating Christmas cards all year round for about two and a half years, I think, till I thought, no, I'm going to leave. Yeah. Um, but I learned so much because we had to try lots of different styles and we had to present to buyers for Sainsbury's and Waitrose and mm. lots of department stores um, in the UK. So that was good. And then when I left, I was intending to be a freelancer, but somehow I again thought, how am I going to make a living? And I saw a job advertised as a product manager for a greeting card company. So I went for that yeah. and I got it. <laughs> it was quite a funny interview because... Um, <laughs> The guy said to me, uh, one of the interviewers said to me, oh, how, how, what's the turnover for where you are currently? And I said, I just said, oh, I don't know, a, few, a few million. I didn't actually know. So I must have come across as <laughs> completely bonkers. Woman, Either that or very impressive. They laughed in the, in the interview. <laughs> and I thought, well, I don't know why they're laughing, but I guess it is. I should have known that, you know, specific figure. Anyway, I'm digressing slightly. I don't know if you want to hear my entire No, I do. Here. I love this. Actually, yeah, that, that, that'll pertain to later, I'm sure. <laughs> So, yeah, so there, I, when I took the job, my boss who gave me the job said, I don't want you to be one of these people that just leaves in two years. And I, I said, OK. And I was thinking in my head, I'm going to leave in two years time <laughs> because I knew this was kind of for me, this was actually quite strategic because yeah. I was learning about the other side of the car business because I had to. Yeah. Um, analyze the sales per pockets and things like that. And I had to present to franchisees and it was a kind of businessy side. Yeah. So. Deep down, I think I was thinking about that, learning about that. So exactly, almost exactly two years to that day, I handed in my notice and I only had £750 in the bank and I thought I'm going to go freelance. Ah. And I did. And I got an agent for a short while. Um, and then I started and she, she got me some greeting card work. 
And then I started getting some children's book work and I did a ladybird book, mm. several for them. But I, yes, I've done always done lots of different styles or not style so much, but different subject matters. Yeah, I suppose. And you know how to do those different styles because of those jobs, because of yeah, having yes, to. Mm. Yeah, I've always been really versatile. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. I love that. I I don't think I knew the whole greeting card thing. And it mm-hmm. it is interesting. I, I've had similar kind of decision-making moments in my career where I thought, well, I kind of want to learn this now. So I'll do this for a while. I'll do this job for a while. I won't tell them how long I'm going to be here. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. and I did, I too started in graphics that, that, that was my major was what they say here. And then they, they dropped it as soon as I got in there. So I had to kind of flail mm. around, but anyway, that's another story. Mm. But, so having all those styles mm-hmm. and all those things and knowing you loved illustrating and were good at it, how, how did you then kind of hone into being the painter that you are now oh well that's the thing yeah I'd I'd always painted for myself on on the side you know when I when I got moved to and when I was inspired to do that um but when I got married I got married in when I was 30 so yeah it was about five years later when I had my first child and we moved from London out to Norfolk and then I had another baby about a year and a half later. So really pretty quickly, there were 20 months between the two. So I had these two tiny babies and I was kind of in, I'm in the sticks, you know, there's nothing here. I, there's no opportunity opportunity to go and show your portfolio as in those days, that's right. what you used to do. Right. Um, and I just kind of let things kind of peter out. I had a few, I, I literally would be painting children's books with my daughter in a little rocking um, seat on top of my desk because she would sleep during the day and then she'd kind of wake up at night. And so I'd be absolutely shattered. (laughs) Um, And I remember an agent getting in touch with me and and asking me to join. And I went to see her um, and it nearly happened. But then I just decided no, I can't cope with that because she was putting a lot of pressure Mm. on me. Mm. And I, and I just knew that that wasn't, didn't feel right. So I said, no, but then I started and I actually started doing something completely different. I wasn't even painting that much then. Uh, the odd greeting card commission I had, um, but I started doing selling greeting cards, uh, like a party plan things. Uh-huh. Oh. So I'd go out doing that, and that was again a little bit strategic because I didn't really know anyone here. So this yeah. was a good way of getting out and meeting people, um, getting to know the local community. Smart. And I did that, and it was, again it was completely nerve wracking. My first party was dreadful. I sat in the middle of the room and I kind of handed out all these greeting cards <laughs> one by one them to look at and then decide whether they want to buy them and at the end I said um would you like to book another party and she said uh no <laughs> but with a nice smile <laughs> um, oh my that gosh. was my first experience and it got a lot better but after a while I started thinking why am I selling other people's greeting cards yeah. start doing your own yeah so I started to design my own and I got a printer and I started to to go out selling to fate selling both phoenix cards and um and some of my own but I also did and the main thing I did was um I created some wooden hand-painted gifts Mm. for children Mm. because my children were little but they were getting to that age where they were going to parties yes and um I used to create personalized stars with hand-painted little characters on and then the names underneath but really quite quite labor intensive again this is something I I learned the hard way yes I would be I was basically working for minimum wage because as I was going to go on to say I then turned this into a business called Mubar Cluck 
which I ran. Yeah, for about 10 years. Um, And that that kind of snowballed, really. And I got discovered and invited onto that particular website. And at Christmas, yes, I was just like my little sweatshop doing that. Um, And it was good fun. I met you, that was your Instagram handle. It probably was, yeah. In fact, it still exists, but I I locked myself out of it oh, no. um, one night when I was really tired. You know, you get those messages. Like, Someone's just logged into your account. If this wasn't you, ignore oh, it or no. whatever it was. Anyway, I, I was just bleary-eyed and I pressed the thing, which you're not supposed to do. So I locked myself out. Oh, no. And I had no way. I tried contacting Instagram on Twitter, uh, all sorts of things, but I just couldn't get oh, any help with it. So you can still see me now with with brown hair, as I had then. <laughs> <laughs> and um my maybe it was a well, sign and... it's time to move on maybe yeah yeah <laughs> oh my anyway goodness. so getting back to so I was doing that and then all the, for probably about the last two or three years of doing that I just thought I really want to be a painter or be an illustrator and I was doing your course with Lilla um and I loved that but I still I was kind of floundering around I was doing all sorts of different ways of working because I was trying to find something new um, and I did discover things. This is the thing I, I find I have got several different styles and I I I kind of refuse to drop them or rather they're there <laughs> if I need to access yes. them, you know, like my yeah. lettering style. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that where I just use, um, I use brushes on edge, mm. you know, quite scruffy brushes. And I kind of just put a lot of energy into the letter shapes and then that it creates lovely lettering so that's yes, one of does. the things I love to do um so that's there in the background and I use that a lot for my greeting cards that I did for myself as well um there's so much going on I mean I'm now my business on that site is called from a place of wonder mm. uh, and I still do some greeting cards but that's not my main thing my main thing is painting and that, that's always been my first love yeah and I think I just got to a stage where I thought I'm I'm 50 now or whatever it was 48 maybe 59 oh, not 59 49 <laughs> and um I I have got to get on with it basically yeah, yeah. Uh, and I did and I, I started looking around for some support um and I found a group on Facebook called the connected artists mm. which you may have heard of it's run by think so. Alice Sheridan oh yes okay and um I joined that. I'm still a member. And that was just very inspiring. I mean, initially, everybody on there, and they still they still are, was very much a, a fine artist. Mm-hmm. And I was coming from this more illustrative background. But it was just what I needed. It just it just gave me something to see or how it was possible to actually um, become a fine artist in a more kind of less lonely way, really. I oh, think that's, that's the a, thing. That's a really interesting way to put it in a less lonely way I think one of the reasons I love having these conversations and having this podcast is I feel like being an artist is often very lonely you know we're we have a deadline we have a lot of work to do and we have to do it ourselves in our own place so is there a conversation we can at least be listening to along the way you know Mm. and, and but I think too the the memberships or these groups like that or the art brand alliance or anything like that where you can kind of have an opportunity to be honest and be mm. raw with other people and and ask the questions or feel like you're not alone in some in something is is so great. So I love that you found it that way. And I that must have been the time when I really saw that you were um it looked like you were getting serious about it in, yes, in a exactly. way that 
you know, you had your open studios and I just thought, oh my gosh, she's painting more. I've always loved your painting and it's so gorgeous and there's more of it and there's more to see. And that was just, <laughs> that was a really good thing. And, and then, you know, we'll, we'll get to this too, but you're teaching as well. And I, I just love that you're not only painting, but you're making it accessible and you're making your lessons. And I don't mean painting lessons. I mean, the things you've learned yes are part of that and there, i think there's so many of us in the creative realm who are interested in many things like mm. i've always loved to paint but i've just never i've just never given it the time it needs we, but yeah. i love this and i love that and i love this so i think if if we if those of us who do find interest in these things can follow along with someone like you and say oh my gosh i can I can learn or just make myself practice this because of what you're putting out into the world as well. It's just, it's inspiring on so many levels. Thank you. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's, that's one of the thrilling things I, I discovered about teaching because me being me, I did doubt myself. I doubted whether I could even do it. I remember being with some friends in a, in a pub. Um, I don't know when it would have been um, probably just before I got serious, maybe because I didn't go into teaching straight away, right. uh, not certainly not teaching painting. I'm just trying to think, I've got such a terrible memory for exactly when things happened, but kind of during this transition phase, I started teaching on Skillshare. Mm -hmm. And that was my first kind of experience of doing a, a little class and just to see how it went. And I actually discovered that I really enjoyed it. I actually mm -hmm. liked talking to the camera. Mm. Um, and because because I think, perhaps it was because I had some control over it with learning editing you know I taught myself how to edit on iMovie and that sort of thing so obviously I could take out bits where I completely fluffed up because I do right. I really do fluff up quite a lot <laughs> um and even during my lives you know I do and I, one of the funny things happened actually in my last live class um because my studio is so tiny I kind of forgot about the floor and I kind of stepped back with a really heavy foot and all my stuff <laughs> behind me fell down on the floor with a big crash and I was just like, oh my God. And luckily nothing broke or there's no water everywhere. So I that know that fun. might have been good to leave in just for Yeah, well it's still it's still there oh, now. It was live, yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. But um Those I, are I the digress things. slightly, but I do I, I just it is so gratifying when I get messages from students, even yeah. the ones that took my free course, um, saying, Oh my God, I'm unblocked. Thank you so much. I, I just mm. feel like I can paint again now because you you've inspired me so much. I'm just kind of getting on with it, and I'm I'm going going for it. And I and I was just like, oh, that's that's fantastic. I wish you would have bought the course, but I'm so glad that you've, <laughs> <laughs> that you've got that from it. So that was really exciting. Well, what what kind of tipped that needle for you and made you decide oh, I'm even going to try the Skillshare class? Because that's kind um, of a brave. I think, oh, well, oh, yes, partly because of all the people that I was mixing with. So like uh, you yes, and yes. Omar Wynn. Yes, yes. Um, yes. And um, who else? Lots of, um, Nick Nick Squirrel, a friend of mine. Do yeah, you know Nick? Yes, yes. Um, she's, she does very well on, on Skillshare. And quite a few of them just said, why didn't you try that? And I, at that time, I thought, oh, I don't know if I could do that. Um, so, yeah, I have grown very that much. Helps. So. It helps to have um, those little nudges. Yeah, exactly. And and it actually, for me, it feels less scary than live teaching. Although for me, mm -hmm. that is something that I'm, that's going to be next. Mm -hmm. so I'm going to, I'm making steps towards that. I mean, when I say live teaching, I mean, in-person teaching. Yeah. So yeah. I've only ever done it like this on, mm -hmm. on screen or on camera. So I, yeah, that would be interesting. Cause I think you've 
probably learn so much from the students you've had and to do it live would be, would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, Cause being able to react right at that moment, you know, when exactly. you see something or somebody's asking you something. Oh. Yeah. All it takes is for me to forget about myself and just yeah. think about them and what right. I'm trying to show. Cause True. I do, I do, my passion comes out. It just can't, it can't help it. Right. So. And I think probably when you're live, there is, you can't think about yourself because there's too many no. other things going on. Yeah. And no, people, you can't. I mean, other right than <laughs> my things go terribly wrong. I'm just thinking, well, what are they thinking? <laughs> but there's only been like one or two occasions. And and then actually I've had people message me and saying, do you know what? It was so great to see you do that because yeah. it even happens to you. And I, I'm like, of course it does. Of course it does. I do. I'm I think like you. that's one of those things that we're sort of being encouraged to do is be as real as we can. And I love seeing that, but it mm-hmm. is a scary thing to do to be, to say like, Oh, I'm going to put myself out there in that way because you want to look like you have it figured out. But I think it's much more refreshing to see that people don't have it figured out yeah. or the, their steps to get there, you know, yeah. it's, just, it's more human. Yeah, I agree. And, but you know, at the same time, there's, there's, there's people that don't like that about me, but then they're not my people. Exactly. And I, I've learned that uh, I've yeah. had to let that go because I mean, this is a, this is a funny story um that I was really oh my gosh uh I got an email that was sent to me by mistake and it was somebody talking about my class trying to email their friend and they'd email me lovely I know and she was saying oh I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna sign up for this class I did I I signed up for it last year but I was really busy and she seemed really chaotic but I'm gonna give her another go (laughs) (laughs) and I just I read it and I was really really upset for about half an hour yeah. And then I just thought it was funny. And I and I kind of toyed with the idea of letting her know. And then I thought, no, I'm just going to let it go. And yeah. I just let it go. And I just thought, well, that's, some people will find that about me. But other people right. love that about me because my heart's in the right place. Exactly. Um, and and really, you know, I was talking about this. Um, I'm setting up a showroom in a couple of weeks. And I was explaining to them how I how my thought process goes. And it's if I have a physical space or it's anything, really, I I'm a whirling dervish really I I kind of circle the space and I do thing and then I move kind of around and around and around and around until it's done because I see something and it's inspiring me so I go to that corner and then I used to work with a friend who would come in and she'd have a list and she'd go down like number by number on that list Mm -hmm. and move straight through and get it all done and she would look at me and say oh my god how can you do that? And I would look at her and say, oh my God, how can you do that? You know? So it it is those different Amazing. styles. And I think yeah. to some people, it wouldn't seem chaotic at all. It would seem familiar mm. and, oh my gosh, you know. Comforting even. Yes. Comforting yeah. and, and permission again. Yeah, absolutely. So it's yeah, just... I'd, love to, I'd love to know what your human design is. I know. I'm a, a, oh my gosh, something, something generator. Oh, you're a generator. I'm a generator. Too. I'm an emotional generator. Four, six. Okay. I'm that. I, I don't think I'm an emotional generator. I'm a, what's the other one? There's another one. April? No, I can't remember. I'll have to look it up, but okay, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about that because I feel like human design. I, I love that you're doing that. It seems to fit you perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I just, I know a little bit about it because I was um, in a group that we had met online during COVID and we, just it was a mentor group but we one time she had somebody come in and do that for for us and it was fascinating Mm, it really is yeah and you're Um, studying that 
I am. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I, I've, I haven't quite got to the end of the course yet. Um, so tell but, people a little bit about human design and what yeah. it is in case they don't know. Well, it was, it was, it was a download, if you like, in 1987, this guy called, he, this isn't his real name. I don't know when he changed it or how he changed it or why he did, but someone called Ra Urahu, I can't mm. say it, Ra Urahu, I think it is. Um, so he had a, a sort of download from several light beings over a period of days. Mm. And it was this whole system. And it's a combination of astrology the Kabbalah, the I Ching, and the chakra system. But it has nine chakras, if you like, because they've split the heart into the ego, of which mine is completely wide open, hence why I am very open and very yeah. vulnerable and show all this, that side that. of me, because that's my area of wisdom, is my heart. Um, and and what else? What was I going to I got track, sidetracked then. Yes, mm. so you've got the nine the nine chakra spaces and it's it's like um a it's the science of your aura essentially and your energy and how that either envelops people or pierces people depending on what type you are so there are five types as well there's the generator that i am there's a manifesting generator which i like to think of as, as that's as a me kind of quicker. that's you manifesting yes. generator yeah i'm a manifest i couldn't think of the first. yes yeah. i'm a manifesting generator apparently perfect um, and then there's projectors, and then there's um, manifestors, of which there are only nine nine percent of the population are manifestors. And then there's about one percent of the population are reflectors, and the reflectors have completely undefined centers. All the all nine chakras are white, clear, so they 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 basically take on all the energy for anyone that's in their vicinity, mm -hmm. and they 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 reflect how you are. Oh wow, which is quite amazing. So they are they are the ones that could be potentially be on their own and, and, and be able to tell us about the world yeah. because they can reflect the world. They can feel the energy in the world. Um, and it's all to do with neutrinos passing through our bodies at the time. There's two strands. I, I can get, get it. I'm not very logical with this. Sorry. But that. there are two strands in it. There's your, there's your soul destiny and there's your, um, your the side of you that you'll be more familiar with your personality and the soul destiny is imprinted three three months before you're born. Mm. And the personality side is imprinted as you're born. So that's why the birth time is important. Mm -hmm. um, and when somebody goes through their chart, they can they will see if they if, for example, you download one from the jovianarchive.com, I think it is, um, you can see that there are some red gates. Gates are little numbers in each chakra. And when you have an active gate, it's colored in. It'll either be colored in uh, black, which means that it's your personality and it's a, it's a aspect of your of you that you will be very familiar with. The energy of that will be very familiar to you. You may also have red gates, or you will also have red gates, which are more about what you're here to learn about and mm -hmm. discover about yourself in your soul and your destiny in this life. So they will be less familiar, but you might think oh actually that would be wonderful and you find that you may be moving towards that mm. so it's 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 just brilliant and it just it leads to self-acceptance I think and realizing that we are also different and I used to hear people say say in because I've done so many different courses you know we're all unique and I'd say yeah uh, yeah everyone says that we're all unique we are we are genuinely it's like we're all these tiny fragments yes. of a puzzle to make this whole this beautiful world at any one time and if we all 
embraced our own uniqueness and individuality in line with this human design, then we, when we meet each other, it's like we fill in, fill in the gaps. Yes. And that's, that's how it is. Um, it's just, it's lovely. So, so I've got seven defined centers, which mean I have access to mm. the energy in those areas at, at all times. And then two that aren't. And so if I meet someone that's got the two mm-hmm. that I haven't got, that's like power, power couple. For oh, example. yes. I, yeah. I think it's so fascinating to look at it that way too. And when, if you've, if any of you have seen the chart or the diagram of it, um, it's very, I mean, you might have certain things that are easy to easier to um, say, okay, yes, I have this and yes, I have that. But then there, like you said, there's so many gates with each one that every single one is refined in a very different way yes. than anyone else's could be. So that would be really interesting to me is to spend a little bit more time going deeper into the, the story of it all. Yeah, absolutely. For, for it, you know, my particular one. It, it says, um, they say, they say, the teachers say that it takes about seven years to decondition mm. and to really kind of fully integrate into what you've, what you learn. Oh, wow. Um, which I, I can believe because obviously yeah. you might have one gate that says something about you and then you might have a gate somewhere else that kind of slightly contradicts that. So you've mm. got to kind of learn to, to weigh up those mm-hmm. two things and find your own balance with yeah. it. But the main thing is to understand your energy type. So with me, I'm it's um, it's emotional. So mm. I need to learn to wait to make decisions mm. um, because I am very up and down. You know, I could wake up one morning and I'm just kind of grumpy and sad and I and melancholy basically. Mm. And then the next day, I'm like full of beans and my gate fifty five is alive because I gate fifty five absolutely love. It's the gate of abundance, and I've got that. It's a very strongly defined one. Um, and I love I love it when I'm in that energy. I really, yeah. really it's really great. But I shouldn't make decisions from that place or uh-huh. the melancholy place. I need to wait 24 hours and come right. to it as a neutral space. And now I know that if I can remember it and embody that, right. then my life is going to be so much easier. <laughs> honestly, yeah. I love that those things are more defined in the study of human design, and and they're given a. I don't know, some dimension and just saying, instead of just saying, I feel this way or I feel that way, there's kind of your personal map behind that and your personal reasoning. And I I think it's fascinating. And you've made me definitely want to dig in a little bit more. Yeah, I'd love to to look at your chart. I'll I'll do it for you for free. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be fascinating. I think that would be fascinating. So is that something you feel like you're going to offer in a way to others and work in that way? It is it, not not yet. I mean, at the moment, yeah. I'm doing something called Artist Activator, which is is just a a week long chat facility. Like that people can come to me and just send me a text or send me a send me a WhatsApp or a, um, what's the other one, Telegram, mm. and then I will talk about their chart. But it's not really about that. It's about helping them in their artist journey, but yeah. also making them aware of what I know so far. Interesting as part of it. And and so far I've had six clients and they've, they've loved it and they found it really helpful. So that's exciting. Yeah. So what about combining that knowledge mm-hmm. with somebody's creative skills? Exactly. That's, that's kind of what I'm. Yeah. Thinking. So how are you approaching that? Um, well, I've got lots of books. Okay. <laughs> um, and I, I, I just look at their chart and I, and I kind of get a gut feel for, for what I can see. I mean, that's in a very simple form. So cool. Um, 
so you know, I'm, that's why I'm saying it's not it's not a human design reading as such, but it's yeah. it's just supporting them and showing them how they. I can definitely give them the the most important information, which is their type and their strategy, and the way they they need to kind of operate in their life. Wow, what's the, what's the best way to? We all want to know that. We all <laughs> want to know how to operate, but I think that's such an interesting because. For me, it's like, okay, human design, here's, here's, it was a quick sort of reading, but to, to have somebody to work with somebody that would be able to say, okay, in your art practice or whatever it is, but let's say in your art practice, here's where I see this coming out. And here's, Mm -hmm. if you lean into this on a day that you feel this way, you know, or here's a, here's maybe when you want to paint, when you're feeling this way or this time of day or whatever it is, what a cool kind of extra map to have yeah yeah definitely want to do that and and actually my life path is a life theme with human design is um 61 which is my son and that's that's in the um head area and it's the connection with spirit and Mm. the other world and Mm. it's about it's about making people bringing new information to people uh making people more aware of of the esoteric side of Mm. life Mm-hmm. And I did my dissertation when I was doing my degree on astrology at oh, the wow. time. I've always been interested in it ever since I was about 15 and I started reading about it. I haven't taken it as gospel or anything because I also, um, uh, I was brought up a Catholic. And mm-hmm. I, so I have this kind of sort of, um, not not a conflict, but I'm definitely not somebody who, who um, for example, I've got tarot cards. I'm not somebody who thinks that those things are anti-God. Right. I really am not because I I I personally feel that all of it is is a creation. You know, right. We're here to create, and that is a creation. We're all part of God, and that and someone mm. created that. You know, it's right. it's a very simplistic way of putting it, but well, but I think being open to what that looks like, creation, and where it comes from, yeah. and the energy around it. I mean, there's energy mm. around it, no matter how you look at it. So, Absolutely. I think that's a great way to look at it because it's those I always feel like those molecules those atoms they have to go somewhere and they they don't just disappear so where do they go and what happens and what gets created and Mm -hmm. and what do we do with that information and yes I was brought up my mom is very spiritual and godly for sure but Mm -hmm. I think we were also sort of brought up to be open to what kind of came to us and inspired us and know that there's Oh, there's so many th- unexplainable things that happen, right? And so if you just give in to the fact that it's created in some way, what does that look like, you know? Yeah, definitely. And be comfortable with not knowing as well. That's well, another exactly. one of my things. Yes. Is, is that. Yes. Just, yeah. You, you can't ever know. You will no. not know and accept that. We sure try, but we won't <laughs> ever know. <laughs> hey there, it's Margot. I was wondering if you've heard the news. Coming soon to a screen near you, the Windowsill Chats Patreon membership. I had no idea when I started recording Windowsill Chats how it would grow and expand. By the end of 2022, the podcast had 50,000 listeners a month. That's just mind-blowing to me. And all I can say is thank you, dear listener. You are truly the lifeblood of this podcast, and it means so much. Here's the thing. I don't do this work for vanity numbers. Truly, it's my joy and passion to share content and build avenues for creatives to connect with other like-minded individuals. I strive to support you so you can grow and develop your own creative path. 
That's where the Windowsill Chats Patreon membership comes in. If you love the Windowsill Chats podcast, if it's helped you connect with other creatives, if you've learned from these conversations with our artist guests, then you'll love our new Patreon membership. I actually recorded a solo episode recently where I spill the tea on the membership. I share all about my favorite episodes and give you a sneak peek at all the creative goodies we have in store for you in 2023. Listen to Windowsill Chats episode 125 wherever you access your podcasts and sign up for my email list at tantowstudio.com to be the first to know all the yummy details on the new Windowsill Chats Patreon membership coming March 2023. Has that affected your creating and your painting? I just, well, that's funny. I I feel it's going to. I, I wrote a word out to myself a couple of days ago, reinvention, and mm. I really feel there's something new coming for me next year. Mm. Um, I actually was booked to do to have a solo show at a gallery and I've cancelled it because I'm one, I'm I want to commit to really refining this course I'm doing. But two, I really want to give myself space now to just paint from inside yes. inside me. Mm-hmm. Um, not just, but but to really deeply give myself, yeah. even if it's just a month or two months. Right. Just to do to do that at some point next year mm. and see what comes out, because um, I also not because, but incidentally, and this again is a sign to me. I was I just happened across a YouTube video yesterday uh, about an artist called Agnes Martin, who I'm sure you, you'll have heard of mm. and who's no longer with us. But right. she was a very different painter to me. She painted um, very, very constructed abstract paintings. But the way that it was fascinating to me that she she would just sit and wait for inspiration to come. She'd sit and meditate until she got a tiny little image forming mm-hmm. in her head mm-hmm. and she would draw it out um, postage stamp size. And then she would scale it up into quite large paintings. And, and very um, repetitive, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And not my kind of painting, but the, the, the fact that she just did that purely from her mind. She was painting emotion. Mm. that's what her what, what she was doing and the lovely thing was there's a little story about the one of the guys who was talking about her he was with her with his granddaughter and his granddaughter was looking at, at a rose and just adoring this rose and Agnes came over to her and picked up the rose and and said do you think this is beautiful and the little girl said yes I do and, and Agnes put it behind her back and said and do you still think it's beautiful and the little girl said yes I do and and she said exactly beauty is in your mind oh. it's not in the object itself it's in your mind it's how you and I just thought that was just lovely and I get goosebumps oh yeah things like that oh. it just... just it just you know I think we're all often as young artists we're looking for permission to be ourselves yeah and and you have to give it to yourself and that to me is another another sign that yes. anything goes do it if you feel that you want to do something let yourself just let yourself no one has to see it right just let yourself over and over and over again until you feel confident in it I think that's the thing too the over and over part is where we get stopped because we try something and think oh that wasn't quite how I had it in my Mm. mind but what we don't realize if if we do it you know 60 more times we'll have we'll have morphed it into something completely different yeah uh you know you t- I feel like you're a very intuitive person and 
I think that is one of the things for me personally, I know is that I haven't painted long enough. I mean, well, I've been trying to paint for years, but I haven't done it. I'll dip in and then not do it for two years and then dip in again. And that doesn't, that doesn't allow for getting to the place where I'm comfortable with the shape I draw or something like that. You know, Mm. I'm borrowing from a class or something like that. And how do you, how do you intuit what you're going to do? Like, and I, and I, I think it's really interesting that you say you'd really like to dig in and you've, and you've put your show on hold for now. And I totally get that. But right now, how do you feel like that's going to change your paintings from what you're, from what you're doing now? Um, well, I think quite drastically, actually, because I've seen signs of it already. Mm. Um, I, I, when I look back at my sketchbooks, and that's the thing, I'm not a consistent sketchbook user either. Mm. What I tend to do is I'll write in sketchbooks or scribble in sketchbooks, or even, might even write my shopping list in a sketchbook. Mm. And then on the next page, I've got this beautiful painting, <laughs> little still life I've done. And then on the next page, I've got just layers of colour and blobs and scratches and weird shapes and things um and you know they've even I can even think of a painting that I did about two years ago which was purely just color that I'd sort of splurged across the canvas just through feeling and it was just beautiful color combinations but there was no meaning to it there was no um Mm. reference from life and I I I kind of felt this is going to sound mad I kind of felt like that wasn't good enough because I had no reason for it Mm. and now I wouldn't think like that I would think well it's enough that it's just exists and it is just an enjoyable beautiful thing to look at and I painted over it and my father said to me I really because there was a picture of me with it behind me he said oh I'd really like to buy that painting and I said I'm sorry I've painted over it and he said I don't believe it he said well those are the colors I like (laughs) oh my goodness and it and do you think you painted over it because it didn't have a reason or um, I I think I probably painted over it thinking I I could use the canvas for something else. Sure. That that was it, just practical or a yeah. monetary reason or something. I yeah. I don't know, or that it didn't fit in with what else I'd done. Right. Um, and I think we get too caught up in that. We have to give ourselves the freedom to explore. That's the thing. I love exploring. I don't feel I'm fully formed. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to spend so, rest of my life doing it. That's so good to to say and remind people because I think when we were younger, we look at 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 older people and think, oh, they've got it all figured out, or a different job, or whatever. You know, oh, mm. it, it, they that company has it all figured out. I remember thinking that and proving myself very wrong. But um, we don't. We're always growing. And I remember my mom saying, oh, I'm always learning. Let yourself be open to learning and 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 thinking. Well, you're old. Yeah. You're older than me. You have to have learned. But we are, if we leave ourselves open to that, why would we ever stop? I mean, yeah, exactly. that would be. Oh, I know. Yeah. I was saying, I said to a friend um, a couple of weeks ago, I said, if I, you know, if I was a millionaire, well, I too was take courses because I absolutely love learning. Yeah. I just, I would. I mean, there's nothing better, is there? There really isn't. Mm-hmm. No, I, I love it too. So talk a little bit about, okay, so you started on Skillshare and you've, there's a balance for you because you were just saying, I, I want to dig into this course I'm doing and then leave a different time yeah. for the painting. So were you planning to to do courses like you did Skillshare and probably thought, oh, I'm going to have this over here. But yeah. how did the courses kind of evolve for you? No, I'm not. I'm not a great planner. I, I it's a, it's always a feeling for me. Um, 
And yeah, I'm going to be complete, completely honest. I, I also need to make money because yep, this is yep. how I earn a living. Yep. And actually a year and a half ago, I still had um, a part-time job at a supermarket. Mm-hmm. And I was actually interviewed by Louise Fletcher, another artist I know, um, when I got into the RA summer exhibition, I submitted a painting and that's one of my life ambitions was to get into that, uh, into that show. And I applied and I got in the first time and she was interviewing me about that. And I was just saying, you've just got to try these things and accept rejection. If it comes, it's, it, it's nothing personal. And since then, you know, I've applied twice and I haven't got in. So yeah, it's sad, but I, I got in once and it was just a, a lovely thing, but I was talking to her then about how, it was lovely that I had a certain amount of money so that I had enough to pay the bills and I could paint. Mm-hmm. And then I started to get to the point where I was thinking, well, actually, I I, I, I um, ruptured a disc in my back from all the lifting and heavy lifting I was doing at, at the supermarket. And that's permanent damage. Oh. And I just thought I've got to get out of here. And I, I used to go around doing customer shopping picks, listening to, I think it's Gay Hendricks book which is sort of, I can't remember what it's called now off the top of my head, but it was about basically taking a big leap. I think it's a big leap. Right. I think you're right. And um, I was, I was at the time I was thinking, oh, I think I want to start a free Facebook group and uh-huh. just get a community together. And can I do that? And I remember I did it while I was still working at the supermarket and I went in and I had to stack all the bread that morning. I was there at five in the morning because I used to have to get up at four in the morning, be there at five. And I was just stuck in the bread and I actually felt sick because I just launched this Facebook group Yeah, and people had started to join and I just thought, oh my God, I'm going to have to be in front of a camera. And this was before I'd done any live courses. Right. This was when I'd just done Skillshare. So I hadn't had any interaction with people online oh, yes. like that. Yeah. Um, and so it was softly, softly. So I built that up. And whilst I was doing that, I actually took um, a launch program. I started working with Laura Phillips, who's a well-known launch Mm-hmm. Um, teacher so I did that course with her and and it, that's what got it's me big big leap conquer your hidden fear and take life to the next level yeah it did basically I just I just listened to it so much I thought I cannot you know this is in my power I have the power of my life no one's going to hand it to me on a plate I've got to do something right and now you know having the, the free Facebook group it doesn't scare me right right it doesn't <laughs> it's I have to, I, I I do it um and it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make me feel sick or scared right. at all but, I enjoy it but I, there fact, is, I had some lovely support today that's so good that's so good you know and it, it's it's important to acknowledge those things and find those people like if it's Laura's Laura Phillips and her launch program or reading mm. that Gay Hendricks book or going into your Facebook group where it's people that you trust and you can be yeah. open and on or whatever group you know having yeah. coffee with a friend and and we were talking earlier about you know, how'd you even get to Skillshare? And you had people that gave you an, a nudge. And yeah. I just, I think, and I guess I ask these questions because I feel like everybody listening has the ability to say yes to themselves. And maybe it's a scary, maybe it might be scary or you think you're listening to others' voices in your ear, like, oh, you can't do that or that'd be silly mm-hmm. or whatever. But but no, I mean, I love learning from everybody and I feel like I there is something I can learn from everyone. Now I'm not my life's not long enough to learn from everyone, but <laughs> um, you know, there's 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 room. And and I think it's a gift, you know, when when you're willing to teach and share what you've learned. I just mm. I, I think it is. 
Yeah, definitely. So you have, talk a little bit about um, the courses that you're doing now and what you're kind of excited about there. Right. Well, right now, right now, um, if you wanted to do uh, abstract painting, I did do a course called Ignite Your Art, which you can just do at any point. Um, so that's there if people wanted to do that. And that was a live course that I did, but it's all recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right now I'm enrolling for um, Experimental Still Life, the self-paced version. So what that is, is a combination of um, all the best lives from the past year. So I was going to say the last two years, but basically I did it um, in the summer 2021 mm-hmm. and summer 2022 as well. So it's all the best ones of those. And there'll be some new iterations as well, um, based on what the students actually feel that they need in addition to what I'm providing them. So, uh, but it's all it's all about still life, mm. but it's finding your way of working using still life as a way in to that. So we're going to be looking yeah. at... One of the things, if you go to your website, which is gorgeous, and it's gabriellabuckingham.com mm-hmm. it's just looking at that first picture it's full of still lives they're some they hold together but you can tell that your style is you can learn different things from you and they're mm-hmm. so juicy and so delicious so looking at that I would think oh, I want to paint more that way I wonder how mm-hmm. I would do that you know that's what yeah. goes through my mind it's like yeah. oh I would love to feel that free and mm-hmm. not be as specific when I'm looking at something and those shapes work so interestingly together and those colors are so good. And I love the angle and the layout and how did she do that? And what about that big mm-hmm. yellow swath? I mean, those are the things that I, that I think of when I look at it. So mm-hmm. to, to hear your teaching a still life course makes me think, oh my gosh, you know, I would love to do that. <laughs> and the other thing we talked about when, when we first jumped on before we first re- press record is how you are learning from your students but you're not just saying oh i'm i'm taking into account what they're saying you're absolutely saying what do you feel about this lesson is there enough in this video is there too much what can i do so you're you're making a course really based on what you what you want people to learn but what people want to learn from you what they need what they need that's better said yeah definitely i Um, love that we're looking at all, all sorts of different still life. I mean, when I put the course together for the first time, it excited me. I just thought, oh, I want to try that and I want to try this. And that's how I want students to feel. Mm. It's not a case of you've got to do exactly what I'm doing or you have to do all of it either. I, I say through the course, I want you to do what you're excited by and go mm. deeper into that. So I, I there's potential for you to do realism if you want to. That is just one aspect of the course there's um we we do one of the sections is called working from the inside out which mm-hmm. is working intuitively so by the time we get to that section you will have done oh, enough nice. preparatory drawing enough exploring and trying different techniques that you that you have some either sketches to work on or you're comfortable with you've done enough drawing that you're comfortable with just drawing with your paintbrush mm-hmm. straight onto mm-hmm. the paper from your mind right um Equally, you know, if you really didn't want to do that, you could you could move on, or you could go back and do, explore more jelly printing, for example, because we're uh-huh. doing that in the oh, second section. 
So there's there's lots of potential to really go down the avenue that's for you or do all of it and then make your conclusions. So you really can discover what parts of it you like. Yeah, oh, definitely. So good. It's a long course too, right? Six months? It is, yeah. I mean, originally I taught it over eight weeks and I know from having done that twice now that you can't do everything in eight weeks. You just mm. can't. Mm. Um, you can do a lot and you can make headway, but um, life being what it is, a lot of students just could, couldn't. There was very few that did all of it mm. in that time. So um, I have students who were taking it last year who've only just finished, really. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it will be self-paced? It will be self-paced. But you, obviously, at the moment, I'm going to be dripping the content so that everybody gets a section a month, uh-huh. right through from November to May, okay, possibly wow. into June. The introduction's there now, and you can do there's things you can do in the introduction. And I'm getting feedback for that right now. Yeah. Um, and then after that, you just keep the course. And then any if I keep iterating it, you get all the new iterations. Because mm. that's my gift to the people yeah. taking it now. I've only got yeah. 50 spaces and I think I've got 21 left. Mm-hmm. And so, by the time this launches, that could even be less. Yeah. Might. So we'll, we'll, put, <laughs> we'll put the information but on the... It will be available for everybody yeah. next year. That's so great. And about it. I, again, you're not just saying, oh, I'm going to throw this course out there. It's so mindfully done, which yeah, I it's, really it's, respect. It's my, it's my um, <laughs> masterpiece isn't the right word, but <laughs> it's, it's really important to me that it's, yeah, that's, it's yeah. as good as it can be. And that's why I, I'm going to keep iterating it. I'm going to improve it. Yeah. yeah. Does the, is teaching this course changing how you paint? Yes, it is definitely mm. um, because I'm experimenting more, and even but it, it's it, in some ways it's frustrating because right, right now I'm painting for Manchester Art Fair. I've obviously mm. got some things ready that I'm happy with, but there are gaps, and I want to paint some larger things. And oh my goodness, this week has been so tough. I have started things and wiped them off, and started them oh, again gosh. and wiped them off, and I've been going around ranting around the house. Oh, I can't do this. You know, <laughs> it's just that's how it is sometimes. Yeah. It really is. And you just yeah. have to you just have to stop and get, you know, I have a voice in my head that says, stop now, stop now. And it's like, I'm fighting. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to listen. I'm just going to go and do that. And then it's like, why did you do that? You should have just it. Listen to that voice. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I've put everything away now because I've got open studios tomorrow. So I can't do any more tonight. And obviously with the light fading, I like to work in natural light as well. So it's yeah. difficult in the winter. Um, oh, but I have done today, at least I did finish one painting that I absolutely loved. And that's the one I went to my free group. And I said, this is a piece I love, but do you think I should do this? And I kind of said what I thought I could do to improve it. And they were, they were, three of them got back to me and they said, it's lovely as it is, but I see what you mean. Because even the signature, I'd signed it. The mm. signature was drawing your eye because it was light blue on this very dark oh, cranberry purple. Yeah. And it was really drawing your eye. And I just thought, I don't like that signature. So I just uh-huh. like sandpapered it out. This is on wood, sandpapered okay. it out, and of course, then the cut the the wood grain started to come through. So yeah. I had to kind of paint over that bit, and I got my hair dryer out to dry it because I was impatient. Yeah. And then I moved the signature up, and I made it a really just slightly lighter bluey shade of purple, and you can only just see it, and that's enough, and it stops it. And and I and I painted an edge as well. Uh. Which because oh, all nice. the background was the same color, I painted an edge, but just a slightly darker purple, so you can see two edges of. I'll, I'll show it to you sometime. Yeah, oh, it <laughs> anyway, sounds... 
I did that and I was really pleased with it and it, it and they and I showed it to them all and they were like perfect just right <laughs> See, it's those little things and I love having somebody or somebody's to to just ask that's so yes, valuable it is it really is and I, I encourage that very much in my I group. love that um how have you found success in getting your work out there like how how do you ha- how do you make sure you get in front of people or how how do you find the right people to get in front of Mm, that's a really good question um I am very conscious of my email list now and I really really want to build that uh, it's not huge I think I've got 920 people um and obviously that's people do sizable people do, people do unsubscribe um but again you learn to take that yeah <laughs> um and so uh, that I I, I I'm, I'm doing a series at the moment called Sift and Distill, which a few of them are doing. I've only I've only written one because I'm just so busy I haven't managed to do it, but it is a slow thing. It's in real time. And it is about sifting through your work mm-hmm. and and the realizations that you make when you look at old work. And I've I've thrown out bin bags full of old work that oh, I don't want really? anymore. That I, yeah. Yeah. Not not like not like finished paintings. Okay. Um, unless they're really hideous. <laughs> but I have a tendency to keep everything. I've got lots of plans chests, you see. Yes. And so I've got to go through all those. And that's a massive job. I must have about, I've got two plans chests. So I must have about, oh, I don't know, 27, 30 drawers full of stuff. Yeah. yeah. A lot. Cause it's, I've been going for painting for 30 years, really a bit more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have to make a decision, but also really, I want to gather together the, the pieces that I love and look at what's common in all of them. It's that sort of thing. Really. Yeah really um analyzing myself or rather analyzing my work and seeing what I want to take forward into the future mm-hmm. that so must be about that mm. yeah. and I know I've had really, I've had great feedback for that so nurturing my email list is really important uh, Instagram I've sold paintings from directly mm, and sure. obviously found people that like my work and then gone to sign up for my email list I also have a YouTube channel which I sometimes I haven't put a lot on there there's maybe 10 videos I think so people found me there mm-hmm. um, and I guess come to my email list um, so it's it's really is about putting yourself out there and entering competitions too I've done a few of those as in um, open calls that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think what else oh yeah I'm on Twitter I mean when I, I was I had a big Twitter following when I was doing Phoenix trading cards because I'd be on there chatting every day and I loved it and that and I, I and so it's that it's being a four line and I wouldn't be surprised if you've got a four line in, in mm. your makeup mm. it's all about community mm. and yes. your connections and how your life actually is as good as your connections right and that's that's so important for a four a four line Oh my gosh. It really is. Your life is as good as your connections, your success or your doing what you like really is yeah. it's about those connections you have. And I, I think that's one of the reasons that the podcast kind of comes easy because most of the people on here, I, I actually know, you know, yeah. in some way or another, we've yeah. worked together or so there's very been very few that I've interviewed without knowing who they were. And, mm-hmm. and mostly it's because they've they've reached out to me, but that's, that's been, that's been really fun as well, but how, you know, kind of sharing those connections and, and I'm not the best at, um, I always say, you know, gosh, if I had a dollar for every time I wrote, I had a conversation with somebody that they, that I didn't actually follow through on, like I'm having it in my head. It's like, I really need to reach out to so-and-so, but you know, it really is, 
I think people hear about all these things, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, email lists and think, oh, I really don't want to do that. I think Mm -hmm. that sometimes we hear that, but it, you have to, you just do. If you're going to be seen, you Mm -hmm. have to be where people are looking. Yeah. I am on LinkedIn, but I don't use that very much. I think if you've got a presence, I mean, some people say find one and focus on that. I would say have a presence on as many as you can bear to. Mm-hmm. I haven't got one on TikTok. <laughs> I don't know if I ever will. I'm not averse to it exactly, but I, I mean, real, even reels for me, uh, they're a right. bit challenging. I don't yeah. do them enough. That's one, that's one area that I could develop a lot more in because I really, that's not, no. <laughs> that's okay. I'm that's not very okay. good at those. But I think, you know, definitely people have, like, I, I love, like I popped onto your um, Instagram in the, in the last couple of days and, Mm-hmm. you know, learned more about the course you're doing. I just love looking, you know, we're visual. So I think yeah. places where we can go to quickly see something that's, that's happening is, is refreshing. Mm-hmm. So definitely. And um, I'm also, I, again, it's always a work in progress. I've got a blog, but I don't do it very much. And I want to make sure that I link up, link that up, any blog posts up to Pinterest. So things like that, it's just starting to become a bit more strategic is yeah. how you're going to get seen and yeah. cons- being consistent with that effort. And I'm saying that as someone who is not consistent, and I know I'm not meant to be consistent, having now done my human design. All my arrows, because there are arrows, and I can't remember what they, what each one represents, but all mine are right-facing, which is all feminine. So mm-hmm. I'm designed to be in flow. I'm not mm-hmm. designed to do the same thing every day at the same time. I'm designed to go with the flow, literally. And that's how I operate. You know, I might do a, an email out to someone um, at 10.30 at night because I'm just inspired or um, and then not do one for three weeks or right. whatever. Right. You know, so I'd like to be more consistent, but I'm learning to just accept that I'm not and just delight in when I am doing the things I'm meant to be doing. I agree. I really think that if you if you don't worry about being consistent, then it's much easier to post what comes naturally. Yeah, definitely. And I think definitely. that's fine. And it's fun. It's much more fun, isn't it? And we're, you know, yeah. as artists, we, I think we're all much more like that. Really. I agree. I agree. It, it, we ways to make it fun, and I feel like you're doing that with the your art is delicious and gorgeous. Your courses seem really fun and really interesting, and probably personally challenging to you, but. But mm-hmm. in a way that's very satisfying, I would guess. Yeah, yeah definitely. And the yeah. human design, you know, I can tell you're passionate about that. And that's mm-hmm. fun. Those are good things. Tell me who's inspiring you these days. Oh, gosh. So many people. I've said about Agnes Martin. I and mean, that's very, very recent. That will stay with me, though. Um, I have, again, it's friends that inspire me, actually. I love that. Sally-Ann Ashley uh, is somebody that I, I've actually done some mentoring with in the past. She's a, she's a great friend, and I I love her whole att- attitude to social media. She's she she is consistent. She is very different for me in that sense. But I know her um, human design. She's a um, one four, so she's got the four line thing, community mm. side, but in a different way. But she's much more considered and mm. organized and detail oriented than I am. So mm. that's something I admire about her very much. Um, my friend um, Anna, Anna McDonald is now, she's just about to launch a course um, about organizing your laptop of all things. Oh, wow. She is a minimalist. So again, totally different from me. Her, she edits her life 
within an inch of it itself. Wow, I couldn't <laughs> do that. Even, she even wears only white or only black or only grey, which I certainly would never do because I none of those colours suit me anyway, for a start. <laughs> I'm a colourful person. Um, but there's a lot I can learn from her. And she yeah. is so encouraging about my work. She loves the colour in my work. She's an art teacher as well. She teaches in a Jewish school for girls. She's a lovely, lovely person. So, yeah, I recommend you chat to her. And Natalie Didamio. She's great. I, I love her. She's uh, she again, she's a friend of um, Sally's and, and mine. I don't know her really well. She lives in New York, but she's if you look at her Instagram, she's got a really big following. But she is very eloquent about her emotions and she is a real intuitive painter. She paints a lot live mm. um, and it's almost like she's scribbling, really, and just pushing paint around. And uh, I, I love I it. That. I just she's, she's so brave. She's so yeah. brave. Do you ever paint live? I have done, and but I don't know if I kept them. And it's something that, again, that's what I want to do more of. But yeah. I am I guess I'm, I don't know what stopped me from doing it. I think it's it's that thing of, I mean, when I look at Natalie's work, Natalie's got a way of working. She works in one way. Mm-hmm. And Sally Ann, again, is another abstract painter. She works in one, one way, it's in my eyes, in terms of it's all abstract. There's nothing objective or so, so subjective about it, right. although little hints of it. And I think with me, because I, as I was as an illustrator, I'm a bit here and there. Um, I've, I'm not exactly sure what it is that stops me from doing that more often. Mm. I think it's the logistics, possibly, because mm. I have not got a good studio set up. And it's quite a path for me to set it all up. <laughs> do that. Well, that could be something that you could play with have a fine even if it's small an area where you could keep things set up in a way that you could make yourself do that try that I have got big plans I have got big plans we've got a double garage that at the moment is full of clutter Mm. and um I am going to spend some of the money that I've earned on this for this course buying a massive shed for our garden because we've got a big garden Uh transfer everything from there into the into the shed including my husband's motorbike and bicycles <laughs> and scooters and various cardboard boxes of mine for paintings. And then I'm going to turn, this is going to have to be gradual because it's a big project, turn the double garage into an, uh, a retreat for artists and a studio for me. Oh, yeah. So with a, with a, um, a, a, like a wet room, shower room and a double mm. bed wow. and then put it on Airbnb so that I can encourage artists to come and stay with me or oh, just by gosh. themselves at the yes. weekend. And then in the, during the week, it'll be my studio and it'll be somewhere I can film on a lot and work larger. That's the other thing, because my space yes. is teeny, teeny, weeny. I've got yeah. about two and a half feet to step back and you can't paint large in there. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, I've done it, but it's not easy and that's frustrating. So I need oh bigger space. It would be really fun to see what would happen just with a little bit more space around you. Oh gosh, yes, exactly. That's it. And that's that's why I love spring too, because mm-hmm. I can work in my garden if it's not raining and then yeah. I can... I can I want to work larger and, it, and it's a it's a challenge for me I find working small easy mm. some people find it the other way around but I for me larger is is harder or it's more yeah. it's more scary than painting yeah. small. well it's it feels like such a commitment yes you know? yeah, exactly. but pretty good yeah. one yeah oh my goodness well will you tell us where pe- people can find you online yeah sure um if you want to look at my courses if you go to braveinpaint.com Yes, and there's there. more than one thing available there. Yeah, yeah. Which is great. And um, if you want to just look at my work and find out more about me generally, go to gabriellabuckingham.com. I'm 
Gabriella Buckingham on Instagram. I do also have Raven Paint on Instagram, and I'm thinking about maybe putting that to sleep and just having one account and merging everything, making it more simple for myself. So that's mm-hmm. one thing. On Pinterest, I think I'm Gabs Buckingham, or I might be Gabriella Buckingham. I'm not sure. I need to check that. And on Twitter, I'm Gabs Buckingham. So everywhere I'm my name, so you usually find Perfect. me. If anyone wanted to join my free group, that's Brave in Paint. Oh, yeah. Is that the Facebook group I was going to ask? Yeah, it's, okay. it's Brave in Paint. And I think it might be free artist support group is the kind of blurb on the okay under the great header. and all this will be in the show notes too so it'll be easy to okay. find oh what i i could just there's so many interesting things and and <laughs> angles to you gabrielle that i could just keep talking and talking so Thanks. thank you so much for for hanging out with me and sharing you. your passion i can't wait thank to see you. what comes of this course and what. I we had an I feel like digging in a little bit more too to like what are those paintings you're waiting to do for this yeah you know I can't yeah. wait to see what happens I, I, me too <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the ange- angelic realms might be in there somewhere but not not in a figurative sense but um yeah. it's definitely the spiritual side because nice. it's already come out in some of my paintings oh I can't definitely. wait There's, yeah oh well keep going and keep showing us I will Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Windowsill Chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.